Happy New Year and welcome to the Generosity Freak Show. I'm Nathan Hill. I'm standing in for Brady Josephson this week. Uh, With a new year comes new topics, new guests, new insights, and a lot more new ideas on how we can grow generosity together. And this week's episode might seem a little bit out of left field. We have Mike Dola from Stronger You on the podcast this week talking about nutrition. So if one of your New Year's resolutions is to improve how you're eating, this is the perfect episode for you. But beyond that, you know, if that's not one of your goals this year, but your goal is to grow philanthropy and generosity, and we're really trying to take a 360-degree look at how to grow generosity, we have to look at how to improve and optimize the people that are working day in and day out to grow giving. And that's where nutrition comes in. So right eating isn't just about weight loss, uh, although it is good for that. It can also improve your happiness, your well-being, can make you an even more effective employee in your work. Plus, in the interview, Mike talks a little bit about how he incorporates giving and generosity into his daily life and into his business. So it's pretty interesting stuff, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Freak Show, here we go. It's just another Freak Show, here we go. I said, welcome to the Freak Show, here we go. It's just another Freak Show, here we go. Welcome to the Freak Show, here we go. It's just another Freak Show, here we go. Welcome to the Freak Show, here we go. It's just another Freak Show, here we go. Hi, Mike. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Brady. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, so through Stronger You, the company that you founded, uh, you and your team have helped people lose over 200,000 pounds, <laughs> yeah, which is amazing. Of, it's kind of crazy to think about that number. It's a sweet, <laughs> it's such a sweet metric, you know, like this is how many thousands of pounds we've helped it, people lose. It really is because you can really, you can, I mean, most people don't know what 200,000 pounds looks like, but it's a big <laughs> number and they could imagine like, wow, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Well, and one of the neat things about kind of your, your product and platform, which we'll talk a little bit about, um, is, is the accountability and tracking, right? Like that's a core principle of what you're trying to do in terms of measuring and tracking. And maybe that's a big reason why a lot of, you know, diets and nutrition fail. Right. A lot of it is a lot of diets and nutrition are, are about emotion, really. It's like, how do I feel? I'm going to make mm. decisions based on that. We're like, what does the data tell us? Let's make decisions on that. Because, you know, the saying what you can measure gets managed. And that's pretty much what we live by over here. Yeah, yeah. So I want to talk a little bit more about kind of nutrition and, and your entrepreneurship journey and kind of ties into charity and giving. But you started out in finance. Like how the heck did you end up where you are now running this kind of online coaching training <laughs> nutrition platform? Yeah, so I was – my formal background was in banking. And then later on I moved to HR. But um, it was just always my hobby and interest, like the fitness nutrition thing – I always was into it. Uh, I messed around a lot with it. I failed a lot. I experimented. I tried to figure out what actually mattered. And Mm. once I thought I had it down, I was like, I have to give this to people. And that's what the business, that's kind of how the business blossomed. And so you just kind of started coaching people like one-on-one, like out of your garage and stuff like that. How did you go from that to kind of this scaled online platform with like thousands of people? Yeah. So at first my, my, um, entry into the business was in fitness. I was training people out of my garage, but nobody was really changing enough. And I knew it was food related, but I was mm. still working full time at the time. So I figured, how can I, how can I do nutrition for more people without having to see everyone in person? Right. And that's when the thing kind of clicked about going on the internet to do it. <laughs> and, uh, how long ago was that? Uh, April, 2015 is when I got my first client. 
Wow. So this has been not that long in terms of, you know, the, the journey in terms of where you're at now. Yeah. So almost four years and now there's a team of 57 people. So we're, we're getting pretty big now. Wow. And maybe, uh, can you share just like a, a couple lessons maybe that you've learned along that entrepreneurial journey? Like something that for sure, looking back, you like, wow, that was for, so powerful. I'd definitely do that again. Or something that was like, I would definitely not do that again. I think one of the big things is I don't think you need to start in your entrepreneurial journey with money in mind. Um, mm-hmm. This all kind of happened by accident. And every time I look back at where like all the little successes are, it's always about putting the client first, doing everything around their success versus making a bunch of money because mm-hmm. that's, that's what's going to, that's playing the long game. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a common, uh, especially like, in, you know, the startup movement area, right? Is like solve someone's yep. problems first and then you figure out how to actually, you know, make people pay for it. Because if you aren't solving problems, then you're not going to be around long anyways. So you oh, know, exactly. how do you solve the problem first and monetize it later? Yeah, and we uh, – it's it's kind of unfortunate. It's the whole the, – the nutrition thing and the health, it's, it's such a problem in the world. And we have what I think is becoming the best nutrition solution there could be for people. Hmm. And, and what what kind of separates you from other nutrition solutions? Like, why do you think Stronger Use that much better, or, or yeah, better than than some of the other alternatives? Oh man, you're going to make me sell it, huh? No, um, no, I don't want no, you to sell. I just I think no, it's an no. interesting thing of differentiation <laughs> and positioning. Like, yeah, I think it's realistic. It's it's mm. not making people do things they can't do. It's not overly restrictive where it's encouraging someone to white knuckle it for three months to get results and then <laughs> send them on their way. We're right. really trying to teach people and give an experience to them that they're going to be left better than they came to us at. And that's, I think the biggest area for improvement for the fitness industry and nutrition industry as a whole, hmm. it's not about what they do while they're on your program. It's about what they do after. And we figure if in terms of the business, we can create marketing by making someone so happy and giving them a visual change that other people will come and we don't yeah. have to just sell them over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I think there's some interesting parallels maybe to like our space, which is more of the nonprofit space and consulting. Like the real value of a consultant should be what happens with your client the year after they're done working with you, <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. and if, and if they're in a worse position or the same position, then you didn't do a very good job consulting, you know, it should be better. Right. And, and I think there's a lot of comparables, whether it's coaching or consulting, you know, that, that should be a goal of everyone. Um, so this is a podcast about generosity and giving and social impact and nonprofits. And yet we're talking about nutrition. What right. is the correlation? <laughs> like, why is nutrition so important to people working in nonprofits or trying to grow generosity? Like, why are we even having this conversation? I know why I'm having it, but I'd love right. your, your take of like, why is it so important for, for these groups and companies? So at the end of the day, our goal, just like a lot of nonprofits, are just to improve people's quality of life, make their lives better, their situations better. And that's exactly what sound nutrition does. It makes people happier. It makes them feel better about themselves. It improves their, as silly as it sounds, job performance when they feel better. And then that carries over to every aspect of their lives. 
Yeah, and I think where where I first came in contact with Stronger You was I came across a blog post on a nonprofit site talking about you know three nutrition tips for your nonprofit, and that was, I was like, oh yeah, like if we're trying to have this three hundred sixty degree look of generosity, if we're really trying to optimize charitable giving, that the huge component of this is optimizing humans and the performance oh, yeah. of of humans. And so, like, do you have some like you know studies or research or stats or just like some experience of just how performance in the professional workplace in particular and and nutrition, how those two are so tied or linked or or can you just talk about that a bit? Yeah, more? so it's it's interesting. We did a big survey um, after seeing in our in our Facebook community, we get a lot of messages about people's lives that improved outside of the way they look or their their body weight. And a lot of people were reporting uh, stress levels reducing, overall discipline increasing, mm. um, job performance increasing. So I got curious and I made a survey and I was like, hey everyone Let's do this survey. Let me know how it's do- how it's going. And everything was better. And it's honestly like some of those I thought were a reach. I was like, all right, people are saying they're getting better <laughs> at work, but are we really changing that? Does does changing the way you eat really make you a better employee or a better worker? And the stats say, yeah. You know, yeah. not every single person, but sure. Overall, it's yeah. pretty incredible. Yeah, and I mean that that's definitely something that I've I've experienced in my personal life like um you know I played tons of sports growing up, played yep. sports in college where we had like nutrition plans and meals scheduled and then it was like I'm done and in the workforce and you know I'm not working out three times a day and it was like oh I don't know how to eat yeah. <laughs> you know right. no, yeah. nor do I know how to like work out and honestly I like I'm I'm well past college and I'm still struggling with that and go through these phases but I know when I'm working out and eating healthy Everything's better. Job performance, oh, yeah. energy. And so it's so crucial. And yet it's not unique to nonprofits, right? It's companies. I think we're getting there to have seen like, man, if we want our best people, we need them to be in their best health. But have you seen a bit of change even since 2015 to now in terms of companies and working with their employees to do a better job at caring for nutrition and health? Yeah. So we have um, we have some like accounts with certain companies where they'll they'll basically pay for their clients to sign up because they mm-hmm. know the impact of a healthier a healthier worker right. on overall performance. And for a lot of people, is you know how many more people can they help when they help the people that are helping the people? It sounds kind of like this big cycle. But yeah. um, what we can do is we help them with their food and their nutrition. And then they just feel overall better. And like I said before, they just make everything just click. Not even talking about like insurance rates reducing. And this is just making people feel better and be happier. Right, right. So what, what are some of the things that, that we're doing wrong when it comes to nutrition? And, and why do you think that is? Particularly office workers. That's what I want to yep. focus on particularly. So this, this is – you can really get down the rabbit hole with this. But <laughs> I think the biggest issue with nutrition is – our own self-awareness, what we think we're doing versus what we're really doing is really far off. And especially in office environments, a lot of companies think that happy workers are well-fed workers that have (laughs) a variety of snacks. Like if you look at the Googles, like if you walk through that place, there's snack machines, they, they feed everybody. And it's almost like it's, it's hard to say if it's making them better or worse. Hmm. But if you can just reduce the snacking and things like that, and obviously we know to eat like more whole nutritious foods, mm-hmm. but if you eliminate snacking in the workplace and you know all the celebrations with cakes and donuts and things like that, <laughs> I think people are going to be much better off. Uh, my wife and I have been rewatching The Office 
you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. and they'd always do those like cake celebrations and the party pan- planning committee and things all like that. All the time. I love yeah, that all show. all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's a good point too about like um, we, we don't know what we don't know kind of. So like I have a, a friend in um, – he just moved to like more like the four-hour body kind of concept or principles yep. of those kind of things and it's worked super well for him. And he's like, man, he's been doing like um, Weight Watchers and kind of the calorie counting and he's like, mm-hmm. I've been eating – way more and losing way more weight just because of what it is that he's eating as opposed to like how much he's eating. And that's like, you know, mind blowing for so many people who've been just counting calories for years and like no results, you know, so little things like that. Yeah. And a lot of times like what happens is that is, is again, kind of touching on the self-awareness where the volume of food gives off the impression that it's like double or triple the amount someone was eating because when they replace, you know, a plate of, I don't know, tater tots, french fries, or pasta with a bunch of broccoli, it's a mountain of food versus like a little handful. Right, right. So it's like, it's such a good little trick. Just just making simple little swaps like that are, are huge. Are there any other kind of like little quick tips? I know obviously like you guys produce content and this is what mm-hmm. coaches do, but like either for you personally or just one like, hey, this is, we see this a lot. Here's a quick tip. Yeah. So I think, I think if it's, this is asking you to be different, different person, both like with like how society encourages decision-making and things like that. But if you can drink less and eat out less, Hmm. I think that's, so our clients, one of the biggest things is like getting them to eat less and, or eat out less and drink less. It's a game. It's a game changer. Yeah. Cause these restaurants do not care about your nutrition. They just want you to come back and eat their delicious food. (laughs) (laughs) Hey everyone, this is Nathan. We'll get back to the interview with Mike in just a second. It's the start of a new year. Everyone's setting new goals, making resolutions on how to improve in 2019. And if growing your fundraising or nonprofit marketing is on your list of goals, you need to be at one of the upcoming online fundraising certification workshops that we host here at the Next After Office in Plano, Texas. This month, you can get certified in donation and landing page optimization. And over the next six months, we have workshops lined up focusing on email marketing, email fundraising, as well as how to use Facebook to acquire brand new emails and donors online. You can check out more details, look at all the dates, and see how you can sign up to get one of these online fundraising certifications at nextafter.com slash training. Again, if you want to learn more, that's nextafter.com slash training. Hope to see you at an upcoming workshop. Now back to the episode. Okay, so that, that's a little bit on, on nutrition. Uh, you know, one of the things that, that stands out about your company and even when you're exchanging emails is like how uh, you have such a strong culture or trying to build that strong culture and charitable giving is a component of that. Can you talk a bit about how, you know, you through like giveaways or actual giving to nonprofits or like can you talk about how you incorporate working with nonprofits and charitable giving into your own company? Yeah, so we kind of have this like idea behind um, just if, if you have the opportunity to take care of people, you should act, absolutely do it. Whether that's giving things back to your clients that are paying you money to sign up for your programs or um, organizations in need. And I don't, it's not, it's weird because it's like the more people talk about giving, it's almost like this taboo situation where people are like, well, if you donate and if you give things, you shouldn't talk about it. But I kind of have the opposite thought on it. I think if more people talked about doing it, more people would do it. And it's, you know, there's no measurement on it, but I just think it's like the right thing to do. If you have the opportunity to give, 
and you choose not to, it kind of makes you a jerk. <laughs> you know? Well, and the, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a, of a charity nerd and I'd say we actually yep. do have some data and research that talks about when we socialize the concept of giving, it actually means more people give. So when more people know how much we give, they anchor their giving to what we give. See, so that's that it can awesome. actually increase giving. <laughs> and if they know that other people, particularly peers or the people they identify yep. with are giving, the likelihood of them giving also goes up. So I, I, one of the ideas is like if we all just had a sign around our necks that yep. talked about how much we give and to how many organizations, I can guarantee you charitable giving goes up. Because because we do so much of it, you know, in the dark. Or maybe it'd be the same thing. Any kind of behavior change. You put like how many like t- times did you go to McDonald's <laughs> this week on your neck, and you're like, oh boy, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you change behavior. <laughs> and because it, you're right, because it happens in the dark, uh, even within companies, um, yep. you know, it doesn't help encourage that spirit of generosity. Yeah, and it's I'm glad you have the stats on that because I I didn't. It was just always kind of my thought. Like if more people knew, people did it. More people would want to fit in, and we all just kind of want to. Keep up with the Joneses in that sense too. Totally. Yeah, it applies to all different areas of life. And so have you seen some of the benefits of kind of taking that approach with your staff or with your clients or company overall, like either direct or indirect kind of benefits to your company? So I don't don't know really. So all I can say is I don't know if like, you know, signups increase because we've given to a certain organization Mm -hmm. or we've done like a vacation giveaway. So this person was so happy that they signed up again. That's never really the reason behind it, mm-hmm. but I can theorize that people like to do business with people they like mm-hmm. and people that are generally good people. Mm-hmm. And I do think there would definitely be benefits in that sense, but that's, um, I don't want it to look like we give things just to get back, you know, signups and stuff like that. Yeah, and that's that's the the fine line, right? Because I think yeah. you could do like, hey, for every new sign up this month, we'll donate X to you know organization, mm-hmm. and that can both be perceived as a really great thing, but then also as maybe like a little bait and switchy, and like, <laughs> right, right. Now you're using you know giving to, and so I think this is what's tough is because all this stuff is starting to happen. These are things that people didn't really do at a wide scale, you know, twenty years ago. And right. So we're still trying to understand the kind of consumer behavior. Like, does this help? Does this hurt? And so I think every organization is trying to find just like what's natural to them. Yeah, uh, it's it's tough. And with social media, it makes it easier to get it out there. Mm-hmm. So everyone, like, you can really make people see what you're doing. And it is. It's it's very taboo. It's like people don't know. Is it okay if I if I write my name on the GoFundMe? Should I say anonymous? Like, what do you right. do? Right. Yeah, and I've seen I've seen uh, I mean my my biggest view on on this is like as long as it's equitable in terms of like what the charity benefits and how the company yep. benefits there's there's total win-wins. I've just seen stuff where like uh the company is asking the nonprofit to promote their product for the for the month and like oh yeah yeah, yeah. Know, and we'll give you a dollar <laughs> for every referral code. And so now this nonprofit is like hustling to their donors to get like a dollar and it's like what like this doesn't benefit the charity now you're selling like that's a bad scenario for everyone in my opinion yeah Uh, but there's definitely a way to do it right yeah if if the charity's benefiting or the recipient is is better off that's awesome if the business is doing it just to kind of bring awareness to them then yeah that's not that's not good (laughs) that's not cool it's it seems cheap and i'm like i like I'm so careful with like our perception. I don't even, we're in a very interesting business where a lot of our, um, like a lot of our competition is very, very 
kind of, for lack of a better word, sleazy with the nutrition stuff, hmm. very misleading. And hmm. I'm sitting here like, we're just going to make people do what they have to do to get the results they need. We're not yeah. going to make it sound like this magic trick. It's like, yeah, it's going to take some work. You might have to change a little bit, but we're, we're going to do it the honest way. Yeah. Well, and I think that, that type of approach or just like that personal side, I mean, that's what people are really you know looking for. We see that yeah. all the time in giving, like people give to people. And I think particularly with your work, like training and nutrition, it's like you don't want some nondescript, you know, no yeah. face, no name person helping you with a very personal thing like nutrition. Like you want – you want someone that you like, like you said, and that, that definitely oh, yeah. comes through with, you know, even like your emails, this conversation, your your site. So it's not surprising to see kind of the rapid success you guys have had, which is very cool. Yeah, we're just we're just super chill, normal people that know some stuff that can make you <laughs> feel better. Like that's really what it comes down to. You should put that on, on your website. <laughs> yeah, just some guys <laughs> that know some stuff. Yeah. New, new tagline. <laughs> Cool. Well, I know uh, you're on the road. I appreciate you taking some time and thanks for sharing a little bit more about kind of your story and nutrition and kind of how you guys are working uh, through and with charitable giving in your own culture. So I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate it. And this is, these are so fun. I love talking about this stuff. Cool. Uh, Hey, where can people learn more about uh, you, Stronger You and your work? Uh, So um, you could look up strongeryou.com. If you have any questions, you could reach out there. Uh, you could follow us on Instagram and Facebook, just stronger you is the tag. And, um, my email is Mike at stronger And the letter is you. Gotcha. And we'll be sure to send out some of those resources in the, uh, in the show notes as well. In case some people are listening and like, Ooh, I should get on this. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks again for all your time and thank you for your work too. It's uh, it's really powerful stuff. Thank you so much, Brady. I appreciate this very much. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you got a few good nutrition ideas and takeaways from Mike. His thoughts on having snacks around the office and the workplace actually hit home for me. We always have a cabinet that's stocked with some goodies that gets really tempting right around 11 a.m. So I know for myself, avoid the snack cabinet and I might do a better job of getting the word out about nonprofit fundraising optimization. If you have any creative takeaways on how this kind of healthy eating and this type of lifestyle can improve your philanthropy work or your workplace, I'd love to hear about it. You can send us your thoughts at podcast at nextafter.com. And if you're interested in finding out more about Stronger You uh, and how you can get involved with that, uh, you can check out their site at strongeryou.com. That's the letter U, not the word. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. Hey, this is Brady, and I just want to say thank you for listening to the Generosity Freak Show. If you want to get all future episodes, please be sure to subscribe at generosityfreakshow.com, or you can just search the Generosity Freak Show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have comments, questions, feedback, you can email us at podcast at next after. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, the Generosity Freak Show is produced by Next After, where I work. It, Next After is an online fundraising research lab that works with nonprofits to help them grow their online fundraising. And our mission is to unleash the most generous generation in the history of the world. You can learn more about us and what we're up to and see our latest research at nextafter.com. Lastly, this show would not be possible without my co-host, Tim Kuchuriak, and our amazing mixologist and producer, Nathan Hill. So many, many thanks to them. So thank you again for listening, and we will see you next week.